Don't get crazy with it. Just hold the mic. Just hold the mic. And bathroom is down through that doorway to the left. No food or drink in here, but looks like we're doing well there. And please silence your cell phones. Let's not have any cell phone incidents. And that is pretty much it. Back to you, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Amazing. <laughs> you forgot to tell the people on the back they can come up front. This is true. There's one thing, though. I'm not, I'm not going to say, oh, you can move back to the front. You can if you want. No, this is an order. This is an order. You have to be at the front so that the people in the back can just come in. And nobody's moving. So. <laughs> you made them scared. You scared them, Nick. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube channel there, and Hake will let me know, and I can respond to your questions and comments. And happy end of Fourth of July. I know a lot of people are on vacation because I forgot the whole week before. I was just thinking of one day as being fourth. It's amazing. So good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. Anybody here for the first time? Oh, nice. Tell me your name and how did you hear about us? Um, oh, hold on one minute. I'm sorry, Brianna. Um, my name is Brianna, and I started to listen to you right before COVID, I think, um, on the podcast. Nice. And I called, um, and so I'm moving here. So you moving here? Yes. you moving to... This building? Or no, my... yeah, I'm moving into this building um, upstairs. Well, uh, we have a homeless guy with us, so. Okay. Hey, neighbor. Yeah. Um, no, um, I'm an actress, so I worked on Broadway, and oh, nice. so um, I'm moving here to act and stuff. Yeah. Right on. Mm -hmm. Any questions about anything? No, just nice. happy to be here. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, Jesse. Hey, your name and how do you hear about us? Uh, my name's Sean. And um, started watching YouTube clips maybe two or three years ago for the first time. I think it was right around the time someone was giving you a hard time at the gym for wearing a MAGA hat. And oh, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a while ago, but um, right around that time, maybe two or three years ago, and been a uh, daily listener ever since. Nice. Well, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, anybody have a life this week? No. Anybody learn anything about themselves this week? No. What did you learn about yourself? Thank you. I I did have a li uh, I did have a li uh, life uh, all week. I just went. Uh, I just let's just say I'm trying to I'm um, I'm trying to um. 
organize myself and my uh, and my uh, so and my so uh, so months uh, month after my mother's pa- passing, and uh, it's not as ba- not as bad as I thought. It seems like the uh, seems like the mo- um, seems like my journey is not as tough as I th- thought it would be. Oh, you thought it was gonna be rough for you once your mother expired? In a way, I did. I and did. Why? Because this may be uh, the first time, uh, time I'm going through life without parents. Good. How old are you? Sixty-three. Whoa! It's about time, man. What time? <laughs> nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's another. What did you discover about yourself? I spent the beginning of the week through like Friday morning, uh, just like solo, like bushcraft camping in the mountains, just kind of like finding, hiking and finding new places. So I spent a lot of time with the phone off, with uh, no one around. I had a book, but I didn't bring it the second and third day. I just kind of sat with my thoughts and the wilderness was great. And, and I just, uh, I guess I haven't done that in a long time. And I have been working a lot all, my, all year and I thought I'm going to just go and leave the phone, leave the car, leave everything that makes noise, leave the books, leave everything and just... So what did you discover about yourself? That um, I think that being alone or being in tune with like nature like that is it's more rewarding for me than any of the like drinking I used to do or any of the drugs I used to do or anything like I could search forever for some kind of content to make me feel content which is funny, it's like the same word. Uh, but it, it didn't compare to being without all those things and how the the world kind of just slows down and you just start to notice things. I was able to notice things that I usually just take for granted. And Like what, for example? The stars, the sky, the soil, oh, okay. you know, the difficulty of getting a fire started without, like, you know, a lighter. Right. It was nice. It was a good way to slow down. And reflect, and I think being still like that, we talk about it in here all the time, but being yeah. still like that, it just helps to align your, you know, the, the you, kind of separate yourself from the not you. It was nice. It was like a three or four day silent prayer kind of, but good, man. I was up and moving. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have good news. I forgot to mention this. Really good news. And the last shall be first. Um, when I uh, moved to L.A., I learned about CP time. Oh, yeah. Color people time, right? Anybody ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Color people time. And I used to think that CP time was a bad thing. I now know that CP time, color people time, is a good thing. It's nice to be late. Did y'all hear about this? <laughs> and I saw I showed the place. And I said, what? All my life, I've been trying to be on time, end on time, be on time, because I thought it was the right thing to do. But I found out over the weekend that it's the white supremacy thing to do. <laughs> Did y'all hear about this? <laughs> really, it is white supremacy to be on time. And so some news reporter sent out, either made an article or sent out some type of notice to the employees. They were about to have this meeting, 
And uh, she said, no, we're going to cancel this meet for on time. We want to be late. And so she told everybody not to c- come on time, but come later than the set time. Because it's white supremacy to be on time. I'm so glad. <laughs> now I don't have to rush to be on time. Isn't that amazing? amazing. What do you think about that? It's amazing. Take the mic for me. I don't know what to think about that. Now we could be late. Yeah, I mean, I'm always late. I'm you know, fa- fabulously late. Nice. Yeah. So now it's okay. Yeah. And if you be on time, it's white supremacy. Uh, noted. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Yeah, go ahead. But if you're, if you're on CP time and you show up late, that's on time because you're meant to show up late. Like if you show up on time... Right. That would be early. That'd so it's, be you're early. still on time, even if you show up purposefully That's late. That's a good point. I hadn't right? thought of it that way. You're always on time. So if you're showing up late, you're still on time. Right. That's a good point. Did y'all hear, no one heard about that? Though? No. It was, I saw it in the, in, the, in the media this weekend. Did you hear about that, Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Being on time is white supremacy. So everybody going to end up a failure in life now. Yes, sir. So it seems that now a person of color can come really late to an important job interview. And if the boss or the interviewer says something, that person can claim racism and sue the company, right? Absolutely. And doesn't have to work at all. (laughs) If the interview is at 9 a.m., you you can show up at 10 or 11 or 12. (laughs) Yes, Raymond. That is crazy, right? If being responsible is racist, then I would rather be a white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome aboard. (laughs) They're tearing down everything that made America great. And and they're adding racism to it. It's it's crazy to think on time is racist. But that's what's happening in the country. It's a crazy world. So, I... um, I don't know if I mentioned this before. So I try to write down some of the things I want to share with you guys. I, um, I was talking to a couple this time, and the husband was mad at the wife. And so they called me over, I went over, and I'm like, okay, what, what is it all about? And so the husband was telling me that his wife had changed. Right? And I'm like, what do you mean? And the wife's like, no, I'm not changed. I'm the same thing. And so I can't get into their personal business, but that, they had, we had a long discussion before the husband finally calmed down to see that his perception was an illusion about his wife. When he was able to drop that anger just for a minute, he could see that his wife had not changed. It's like, you know how people like you? When they like you, they have a nice perception of you. And when they're mad at you, their perception of you changed. But you're still the same person. Nothing had changed. You're still the same person. But their perception. And he couldn't believe that his mind made him see his wife in a different light. And the more she tried to convince him, the worse he got. I mean, like, almost breakup got. But it was all an illusion. 
It wasn't real. It was only because he was mad. And when he had a glimpse of that, he was like, whoa, I can't believe this. His wife looked at dishonest, me. He wondered why he married her. But when he came out of illusion of his mind, it was the same person he married. So your mind is your enemy. Your enemy is within. It's not without. The other people, some people try to be your enemy, but their enemy is within. They don't know it. All right? Your enemy is within you. I want you to smoke on that and pay attention to that. Really, otherwise you have no problems. It's your enemy within that makes you think so. All right? But I thought about that. I was like, wow, that's so true. You can light somebody, get mad at them, and that person, in your mind, that person changed, but it's the same person. Anybody ever had anything like that happen? You, you light someone and you got mad and it was a different person? Yeah. It's crazy, huh? Did you discover that it was your mind and not the person? Or did you just write it off as the person? Okay, thank you. I like the, <laughs> I like the feedback. So I want to ask, get into the biblical question. Anybody know what the biblical question is? What is it? If you lost your insanity, who would you become? If you lost your insanity, who would you be? Who would you be if you lost your insanity? Amazing question, right? Who would you be if you lost your insanity? Uh, me and the family were talking about this on the way up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, um, I would be... I would be balanced, more balanced. I would be, uh, I wouldn't overreact. And I would handle things in a perfect way, not in the sense that I, I would do everything perfect, but I would react in a perfect way. I wouldn't overreact to things, and I wouldn't underreact to situations. I would handle them perfectly. And how do you know that? Because... If you're insane and you don't know it, how do you know that's what you would do? Because I do have moments of sanity. Oh, okay. Yeah, my life isn't totally insane. There are, <laughs> <laughs> there are points of insanity that I, the light has shown and revealed to me that's still there, but most of my life is sane. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, the young lady that said, if you, lose, if you lost your insanity, we had this discussion about the way I'm asking this question is not proper grammar. Right? We had a big discussion. But I'm black, and if you try to correct it, it's white supremacy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'd probably say similar. I if you lost your insanity, who would you be? I think I'd be completely whole. And, and why do you think that? Because um, I think there's still areas of my life that I'm working through that have got a lot better, but like I'm seeing more clearly. And I think that once those kinds of issues are dealt with completely, I think I'd be completely whole. And Can you give me an example of your insanity? <laughs> um, I would say specifically the last two weeks I've been working, I've been working on um, not judging because I feel like when I judge, I forget that... How do I word it the best way? Um... That if I judge somebody else, that I'm... How do I explain it? 
that I'm taking myself out of the garden in a sense because you take yourself could, out of what out of the garden like out of oh. you know because like that could easily be me like if what gives me the right to judge somebody else in an area in their life when I have specific areas in my life that I'm still working on that I just can't help myself in right. that I'm still figuring out so I think once those without getting too personal once those issues are kind of dealt with I think as a whole as a person I'd be more whole and solid do you that have another example of your insanity? Mm, not really, without getting personal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. You want to say something? If you lost your insanity, who would you be? Calmer. What? Calmer. Calmer? Nice. <laughs> That's true. Who would you be? Um, more in the present. More in the present. Have you been angry lately? Um, yes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. And how do you deal with it? With, um... Do you yell at somebody or you be quiet or you what? Be quiet. How do you deal with when you've been angry lately? How did you deal with it? It just, um... Take some time and then... And be quiet for a couple of minutes to separate here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's right. If you lost your insanity, who would you be? Um, just like everyone else said, more balanced and taking one day at a time, I think it would be a lot easier. And what does your insanity look like? Can you give me an example of it? Becoming my mother fully. <laughs> That's insane, all right. <laughs> yeah. Do you have another example of it? Um, just in every way, becoming uh, the most exact version of her, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So are you becoming like your mother? Um. It's it's very hard not to. What do you mean by that? And I'm fighting that. It's all getting too personal, of course. Right. Um, it's just natural, and it comes um, because I am a part of her, and her traits are in me, and they've been passed down, especially through, like, bad decisions, having me out of wedlock, you know. Oh, okay. Amazing. So knowing that you become like her, what is that like? Um, it's hard for me to recognize some things I notice automatically right. and then other things that I don't notice. But I think because I work on it and I am willing to walk in the light and I feel like that I want this for myself, nice. that's the reason why it's become easier now. Good. Amazing. Nice. If you lost your insanity, who would you be? Were you aware of the biblical question this week? No. You were not aware of it? No. Oh. Didn't we talk about it Thursday night? On Thursday, that's the first, yeah. Uh, did you think about it after that? Uh, no, not really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why not? Uh, I don't really get into my thoughts. Uh, just you asking that question right now. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was I would be the son of God. You know, the, you know, God, God's son. 
And how do you know that? Uh, because he just wouldn't be influenced by the world, whether it be good or bad. He'll be always present, calm, patient. Nothing really affects you in a dramatic way. And how do you know that's true? Because uh, I get a, a lot of glimpses of that in my life. Oh, you do? Where I, yeah, um, where I realize everything I've endured has created me and constantly wanting to learn about myself every day. Could you give me an example of your insanity? Um, no, I mean, every, everything that would be insane in my world would be self-imposed. I mean, I would put myself in that situation, but I would be aware of it. So I kind of try to limit that as much as possible. Okay. I mean, not try, I just live my life, and when it comes, it comes, and just move on. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you? If you lost your insanity, would you be? And this is a fellowship, so just relax, and nobody judging each other. Blah, 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 right? Everybody's in the same mess. So, so it's not a guessing game or anything. Uh, yes, sir. Who would you be if you lost your insanity? First of all, are you insane? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you say you are? Um, like, I, I think about it. If I lost my insanity, <laughs> part of me thinks that would be perfect. But then I think about my previous life before I woke up, and I go, dang, like, that was pretty sane. Like, just waking up every day, going to work, going home, you know, house, car, girlfriend, whatever. Like, normal. Living, quote, unquote, normal. Like, a sane life. And then... If I have that perspective and I look at the way I, that I see things now, I would say I'm pretty crazy right now. You're as far crazy. as like just being all out about God and like not believing in things like racism, sexism, stuff like that, I go, yeah, that's pretty insane. So I guess it's all perspective. Am I saying? Am I saying? I don't know. So give me an example of your insanity before. You say you still have it or you don't have it? Are you sane now or insane? That's so that well I mean I guess that's a question that I, I ask myself. Oh. I, I believe that I'm saying that this is a sane way to live. But I guess according to everybody else, most people would say this is pretty insane if they just sat and thought and heard you know, what we talk about here, they would say they would call us insane. So it's perspective, I suppose. Oh, okay. Can you give me an example of your insanity? Of my insanity? Um, beforehand, well, yeah, currently or beforehand, Be, you still have some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go on record and say that I'm saying you're saying, yes, oh, okay. Yeah. And can you give me an example of your insanity before you became sane? Of my insanity of not seeing the world the way it's supposed to be seen, oh, I see. living. Being worldly, I suppose, and just seeing seeing things on a shallow from a shallow point of view, and just seeing things how you're quote unquote supposed to see things, oh, okay. as opposed to seeing things, you know, from a spiritual perspective, and that we're all just spirits. Amazing. Which sounds pretty insane, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what were you if you became? Oh, if you lost your insanity. Who would you be? Um, I don't know. But I want to tell you about my insanity. Okay. So we watched that movie Revolver, and I feel like insanity is just like that thing just like talks to you, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. So literally this morning, um, I live with someone, and I'm like, why didn't he say hi to me? 
And like my mind just goes nuts and I'm like, he's mad at me, he's angry, yada yada. And then like um I opened the garage door and he closed it. But like without explanation, you know, so it's safe to assume he's gonna go somewhere. So it's so easy to just approach the kid like, Oh, you want the garage open, you know? But instead I like let my mind go crazy, like screaming at me, and then I'm just like Oh, you want that open? He's like, yeah, I'm about to leave. Like, and that was as simple as that. It's just crazy, though. I think that's the insanity. Like, those the, are that's an example of your insanity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like in the movie Revolver, you know that ego that just like won't stop talking. So I suppose that's like insanity. And uh, so you liked the movie? You understood the movie? No, you absolutely not. You did not understand not. it. No. Oh. But I mean, I understood <laughs> it enough, you know, for a girl. I'm not really into movies. I'd rather like clean. What? I'd rather like clean than watch a movie, you know? You'd rather clean than watch yeah. a movie? Oh, you've been traumatized? That's well, all like insanity to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? If I lost my insanity, I think I'd be empty. <laughs> if you lost your insanity, you'd be empty? Yeah. And then what, maybe what do you mean God by that? could use me. What? Then maybe God could use me to like be a, like a little God image, you know? So he would use you to clean heaven? <laughs> well, there's definitely no dust in heaven. Oh. How what you know am that? I going to do? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so you saw the revolver, but you didn't understand it. I mean, I understood the whole, like, <coughs> ego talking, right? And that's not you. But I'm just like, who is the ego? I still don't know who's real. Like, oh, I see. Oh, okay. Amazing. If you lost your insanity, who would you be? Um, I feel insane right now. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I feel like it'd be what God intended um, me to be, a person of clarity, just a person who can see. Did you think about, you knew this was the biblical question. Yeah. Did you think about it over the, from last week to now? I didn't think about it, but there were things that I noticed in my life that brought me back to the biblical question, I suppose, which um, I kind of realized that... Um, I mean, God wouldn't. God doesn't want us to be insane. God wants us to see truth and to see uh, the light and be of the light and see things for what they really are. And I realize that I'm lucky in the way that I think God truly did keep me sane. Um, oh, okay. I mean, of course, I've been through things, but upon reflection, upon things that I've learned in my life. Um, so you're not. You don't. You're not insane now. No, I don't think so. You're not, and so can you give me an example of your insanity when you had it? Yeah, um, freaking out over everything. Freaking out? Over everything. Oh, okay. And not being able to see what was causing me to freak out. I just knew the feeling of freaking out. I just knew that what was going on with me was not um, normal, but I couldn't see what it was that was doing this to me. I just lived that way. And so how do you know what sanity is like it's clarity it's none of none of the the confusion it's none of the the what ifs it's none of the thoughts none of that stuff it's just simple and um things do happen in life but i do learn from them and i realize um in my day-to-day life that a lot of the things that i'm reflecting upon are things that were always there since i was a little girl these things that I knew as a kid that I'm relearning now oh, okay. that w- was kind of always there. Amazing. Interesting. 
This is an amazing question. It really is. I've heard some all kind of answers over the week from different people. Uh, what would you be if you lost your insanity? Who would you be in the white shirt blouse? Thank you. I think I would be more carefree or just and, carefree in general. And why do you think that? Because I wouldn't have all the thoughts that I have to constantly battle with or remind myself, oh, these are just thoughts and it's not true. So I think that the thoughts are what make me feel insane. And knowing that, why don't you overcome it? Well, it's a daily experience. You know, some, sometimes, like she was saying, you don't see it right away. Right. And other times you do. Um, and so it's just learning. It's just learning? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you ever think of yourself as insane? <laughs> I'm insane. Um, I think, yeah. I'm I think crazy. I have felt definitely insane in my life. Oh, I yeah. don't know if I thought I was like clinically insane, but <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, like, oh, I feel insane in this world. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yes, ma'am. I think um, it appears to me that I have lost my insanity. It does appear to you that way? And uh-huh. why? Um, because I'm a daughter of God. And I look back on how I used to live and how I used to think and believing in the thoughts. And that was insane. And now I'm free of that. I have peace. I don't um, have anger. I don't have resentment. Do you, um, can you give me an example of your insanity? Before you became a daughter of God, mm-hmm. as you say? Uh, trying to have control, making decisions, thinking that I can make things happen on my own. Uh, that was pretty insane. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's crazy to think that you have control of things or that you can make a decision and it can ha- happen your way, and it always failed. And I thought I was crazy. I thought I judged myself. I don't have that judgment anymore. I thought I was like uh, just dumb, just okay. trying to do things. But now I don't have that anymore. I have peace. Amazing. I return to the Father. Oh, so I'm amazing. a daughter. So losing your insanity, losing for me, losing my insanity is returning to the Father and being a daughter of God. Okay. Um, Nick, and then the Yo. young man in the brown shirt. He want to respond. What? Nick, who would you be if you lost your insanity? I'll let you know when I lose my insanity. <laughs> Give me an example of your insanity. It's that, it's the crazy things that you're thinking, and it's just that. You were describing how you have um, illusions and perceptions of people, and you'll like believe this, a person is this way or that way. When it's all like a lie. I know. So, it's that's, crazy. That's crazy. That's insanity. Oh, okay. That's an example of your insanity? Correct. Oh, okay. And you still crazy? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen my show? Have you watched my show? I'm, in, I'm crazy. I'm retarded. I'm a yeah, crazy person. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Who would you be if you lost your insanity? Um, <clears throat> hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, I think that, you know, the, the question of who I would be 
would be sort of besides the point if I lost my insanity. I think I would stop thinking of myself in those terms. I think I would stop thinking of myself at all or like self-obsessing as much. So I wouldn't think of who, you know, who I am or who I would be. My insanity would just be gone. I'd be a, um, a living being, you know, like, like you say. And can you give me an example of your insanity? Just that mama voice, you know, in the back of my head. You know, I did, I did forgive my mom, but it's, you know, it's still there. I'll obsess about or worry about things that are just distractions that have no, you know, real meaning or, or import for my life whatsoever. Yeah. And they'll be really important in the moment, and then once they pass... It's like, why, why, why was that even on my mind? Why was I obsessing about that? That's a good point. It's amazing that there's nothing in life that's important. Right, right. But we make it important yeah. and not even real. Small things. You know, you just get lost in the details yeah. about things. It's so insane. It is so insane. Amazing. So you forgave your mother? Yes. How did that go when you went to her? Um, <coughs> it didn't really go. I mean... It didn't go well f- for me. You know, I, I got much more uh, emotional than I thought I was going to get. Um, I did get through it. She, 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 I guess she took it well. There weren't, wasn't any screaming or hitting or anything like that. She didn't really, she didn't really understand. You know, I think her ego is so, is so blinding for her that saying, I forgive you, um, it just, I guess it caused a little confusion at first. You know, like, as in, like, wh- you know, what did I do? You know, she, 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 I guess that's what she wanted to know. Like, what, what did I do? So that was so wrong. That's interesting, huh? You go to someone to say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. Yeah. And it become a mess. Yeah, it never crossed their mind. It, it, it's that. not like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. That's all it takes. But it become a mess. It reminded me of that guy in the movie, Olioka in the movie. What's his name? The one that died? Radiola. Radiola. <laughs> I know, huh? The guy went to him to say, I'm sorry for resenting you. I'm sorry for taking your money. And, and Ray Lioli went nuts. <laughs> he went nuts. He wanted to kill the guy. He like, fear me. No, he started crying. He didn't want the guy to forgive him. That's how it is when you face your mother. Did you start crying and stuff like that or what? Yeah, yeah, for, for a moment and then... You like, Mama. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, you, Mama. What made you cry? Um, I guess just recognizing in the moment how much anger I had towards her built up that yeah. I never recognized. And yeah, I guess, yeah, just, just I didn't recognize it really until that moment when I, when I went to go do it. And you said it didn't work for you, though? Um, it worked for you or not for her? It works for both of us, honestly. Oh, you said it did work? Yeah, it did work. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Um, you know, I still see, I still see some of those some of those mama thoughts um, surfacing every, every now and again, but I feel completely differently about them now. Nice. You know, I, I see some sort of separation where there was none before. Good man. And um, how about your father? My dad's a great a great man. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a great man. Nice. Who would you be if you uh, lost your insanity? Um. I don't know. I I feel like my insanity is uh, a little bit of judgment uh, towards myself um, and mama thoughts as well. 
Yeah. Um, I forgave my mother as well. Oh, you did? I did. How did it go? Um, it went. I, I, I think it went well. Um, we, we are. I'm an only child, so uh, I think our relationship has always been a little bit like tough, just uh, us going back and forth. Um, I think it went well. Um, I feel differently uh, about our situation and about myself. Nice. I'm more aware. Uh, like we, when we spent spend time together, I'm like, wow, she's crazy. Like she's nuts. Yeah. And I see some of my the things that I do, uh, the things that I do, I see that I'm doing the same things that she used to do yes. or do. And I'm like, yikes. <laughs> um, but I'm aware of it now, yes. and I, I, I'm just trying. So. And how do you give me an example of how you judge yourself? Um, it's. Uh, uh, like he said, it's mama thoughts. Like, I, I feel like I can't make a decision for myself. I'm always thinking about what other people uh, want me to do or yeah. think I should do instead yeah. of being true to myself and making my own decisions for myself. Nice. Yeah. That's a sign of insanity for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, don't judge it. Uh, it's yeah. enough to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. Anybody else want to respond to this? Okay. What would you do if you lost, if you lost your insanity, who would you be? My initial thought was that we couldn't even imagine. Like, we couldn't even fathom what that would be. Um, you mean you and your insanity? Yeah. Like, but also just as a collective. Like a collective consci- Christ consciousness kind of thought. Uh, but then, after thinking about it more, I think we would just be the... We would just be. Who is we? Uh... The collective, you and your mind. No, the Christ conscious. You never you're, heard the term. You're the like, devil. Cr- when you say we, who are you talking about? Uh, mankind. Oh, you talk about everybody. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, the ch- children of Adam. So, who would you be if you lost your insanity? Um, nothing. I would just be. Then how do you know that? Um, because I would have no identity. Because I would stop identifying with all the things that made me insane. Oh, okay. Amazing. And it'd be like, Jesus, how every response just was, I am. We would be, and to give you the Christ consciousness in an example, we would just be like uh, water, a reflection of each other of water. Like you say, we're no better than, a chi- than the child molester. We just all are a mirror of water as yeah. one. Oh, okay. So we're no, yeah. So do you, are you still insane? The, the, the mind is, yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, and okay. even when I pray without ceasing, it makes me have a sound mind because of God and the light. But without it, it's still insane. Okay. So, but more, but what the, what's insane is to identify, like you say, with those things as being us. And to, but like you said earlier about perception, no matter what, someone's going to think you're insane. So that's why it's good to not have any feelings about it, you know. Like last night, I got kicked out of a music performance place because. uh, (laughs) That's insane. That's right. But what was more insane was they were talking about the abortion thing and how Joe Biden just passed the thing to try to fight for them to keep doing it. And. I realized that even though I wasn't judging them 
and I was just discerning and speaking up, I realized that was insane. I was like, I'm insane for even doing this. Yeah. And, um, and again, I, I wasn't judging them, but even me discerning and trying to be like, you can't see this. Like that was still me. You try to prove how wise you are. Right. Which I wasn't because I was aware of it. And I was just speaking up to the, to the uh, situation. Right. But anyway, so, but that you're right. That's insane. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. So, uh, who would you be if you lost your insanity? Man, I'd be walking on water. How do you know that? Um, I can see the contrast between some things that I was so crazy, and and so I can kind of see the light a little bit from up above, you know. And so, uh, example, uh, about two months ago, in my apartment, I had. It was just so crowded, full of junk and stuff. And these are all things that I just refused to do, wouldn't do. And it wasn't until I was quiet and still that things got done. And now it's, it's like magically done. So and if you lost your insanity, you would have a clean apartment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a clean life. A clean life and be at peace. Okay. Uh, that's a kind of selfish way of looking at it um, because I, it was an expression of me, that stuff that, you know, things that I refused to do, wouldn't do. Okay. And Amazing. Yes, sir. If you lost your insanity, who would you be? Uh, if I lost my insanity, I guess uh, I would be unmoved by the devil's like, tricks. How do you know that? Well, I, I would say I know that how I would be when I lost my insanity because I'm, I've been, I think I've been living that way for a while, not knowing what it was. And now that I can see it through coming to God, you know, they say like eyes to see and ears to hear. We also talk about like once you see, it's kind of hard to unsee it. And um, I hear responses, you know, like, even like the thing Hassan's talking about, about speaking up in a situation, trying to, you know, trying to help these people in his mind, trying to discern, trying to open their eyes. And, and you always say, don't, don't try to ever make a blind man see. And you'll never win any, fr- any favor by destroying somebody's idol. And so I hear, I remember when I would hear the thoughts and listen to the traps that the devil would set. And then even when I, came to God, right? I would listen to the traps that the devil would say, oh, I missed a sound prayer. You know, I got to pray without ceasing. It's not without stopping. I'm not doing good. I'm not a child of God. I'm, I'm failing now in the eyes of God. All of these are traps that we know that says the devil will come as a false light. I'm not here to, to judge myself. I don't get to do that. And by losing my insanity, I'm able to just float through life, right? Like walking on water. I'm, I'm not I'm unmoved by the ups and downs of this realm. I, it doesn't affect me the way okay. it used to. Amazing. Let me take Raymond Ferguson in here. Yes, Raymond. If I lost my insanity, I believe I would be a much better person. And why do you believe that? Because through all, all my years, I was anything but a better person. I was a bitter person. So you're not bitter anymore? 
Not, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> right here. A couple quick examples of insanity that everyone can relate to. You know how you have that shirt in your closet or those pants that you haven't worn in two years, but you keep it anyway? That's insane. <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> you know, yeah, you got that, uh, that workout you're supposed to do that you're not doing? That's insanity. Yeah. Also, too, um, eating things you know you're not supposed to eat. You do it anyway. That's nice. insane. One last word. Yes, sir. Then I have some questions. I think I would be... If you uh, lost your insanity, you would be what? I would be more Christ-like. And what is Christ-like? It's almost like being, I don't know, like enlightened, like a, like a guru almost. Like what now? Like a guru. A guru? Yeah, you know, like the, <laughs> the, the meditating ones on the mountain. They like reach nirvana and stuff. Oh. Except, you know, you're, still, you're not just sitting on a mountain. You're still going through life yeah. and doing your thing. Okay. Can you give me an example of your insanity? Yeah, so a lot of times I'll be talking to people and I'll think back to what I said. I was like, man, why did I say that? You know, that I didn't mean that and it's not even true. Yeah. But it's like I'm trying to get a grip on the situation and then because I'm always trying to get a grip, it's like that's why I'm losing my grip. I'm not being just natural in the moment. Amazing. Interesting, man. Nice. Uh, last but not least. If you lose your insanity, who would you be? I have no idea. You have no idea? Can you give me an example of your insanity? Mm, not at the moment. I'm sorry? Not at the moment. Oh, okay. Nice. So let me ask. Uh, how, how, anyone here, uh, you feel shy sometimes when you like dealing with other people? You feel a little afraid or feel shy? You had your hand? And why do you? Mm, well, I don't know. Like, I feel shy, but everyone tells me I'm not shy. But you do feel but shy? I do feel shy, but I know I'm just, like, identifying with it. But I feel like it's just because I do care a little bit about what people think about me, and I want to fit in. And I just don't like um, having attention on me. So you feel like you don't fit in? Um, not now, but I would say in the past. I would just say growing up. And, but now you feel shy sometimes? Well, I'm saying I've just felt shy like all the time, you know? So I feel like that's just like, since I've done that my whole life, it's just something that I identified with, you know, that I'm kind of getting over. Right. But I feel like I still identify with that a little bit because I do care what people think about oh, okay. me. That's insanity. Oh, wow. Hey, I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, did you know that's insanity? Uh, and why did you think of that as insanity? To feel shy. Because mm, I didn't think about shy as an emotion. But you feel shy, though. It is yeah, a feeling. Yeah, I just didn't think about it as an emotion. I didn't think it comes from anger. Uh, this is why we got to pay attention because that's why we need to get to know ourselves and pay attention and all these little things that we don't think is important is very important mm. it really affects our lives and we don't realize that 
because I feel like if I wasn't shy, I would be able to accomplish more things. And I am trying to like get out of my comfort zone, but just like a little bit at a time, you know? Right. Nice. How many of you have been in a grocery store line and you get to the clerk and the clerk look at you crazy a little bit and it makes you afraid? You like want to hurry up and leave the line. <laughs> Anybody feel that? You have? Right here. You know how, oh, another thing about the clerk too, I'll tell you in a minute. So you've been at, at the register and the clerk looked like she's mad or she looked at you a little crazy and you felt afraid, just want to get out of there? Yeah, but you get over it quickly. But you have felt that? Yes. And why did you feel that? Yeah, I don't know. I suppose that's my ego. But why did you feel that without knowing it was the ego? Why did you feel that way? At the time, what were you thinking? Uh, well, I don't know, but I have no idea. But listen, if you get rid of your insanity, the faith that you have in God is like so epic. Like to but actually, how do you know that? You're still insane. Right, I know, but I'm just thinking because if I wasn't insane and I didn't like... Like, oh, is this person mad at me? It's like, dang, if you really don't even think like that, you really are trusting God to just But like, how do you know that's true? Well, well, how could it not be true if it's like... How do you know that's true, what you're saying? Aww. And I have my reason for asking, and yeah. I'll explain it later. Yeah. How do you know that's true? Um, I suppose I don't, right? Don't ask the question. What a question. I'm serious. I don't know. That. So why are you saying something that you don't know is true or not? Well, I'm 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 actually ask kind of asking you like, well, just like listening to what everyone's saying. I'm like, wow. If I really had faith in God, I wouldn't be thinking like at all. I wouldn't be thinking about, oh, is this person mad at me? Is something off? How do you know that though? <sighs> I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> these questions. Sometimes they're just too simple. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but let me ask. So when you were in line with the clerk and you felt fear, you wanted just to get out of there. Mm. At the time, did you question, why, why am I afraid of this person? It's just a person behind a counter. Yeah, why but, am I afraid? Did you think of it at the time? Why am I this way? I mean, but to be honest, I could feel fear right now with you, but it's just like That's something that you... That's not the that question, you, though. Yeah, but that's just human nature, I feel like, no? I'm going insane right now. Uh, but, uh, but at the time, and, and this is just a fellowship, y'all. Ain't no right answers, all right? It's just a fellowship. So at the time, when you were in line with the clerk, and the clerk, you said something that looked weird, and you felt fear. Why did you feel that way at the time? Hmm. Um, maybe because I know that I'm not whole, and maybe it's just like, oh, did they see that? Or something like that. I don't know. I'm just thinking, okay? Well, I don't know it's the right answer. I know. Because right now you're making up answers. Mm, fine. You see that point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're making up and you're talking to the devil right now. Well, no, I'm really thinking like with you. Sometimes I'm like, oh, get a little fear. Even Alexis or Rochelle, like literally my friends, that's normal. I, and I'm just like. I know, but you're making up answer about the clerk thing. Oh, all right. Should that I pass sense? the mic? I guess, absolutely. <laughs> Are you nervous? No. Oh. Anybody else been at the bank or in line and the clerk at the post office and the clerk looked at you weird and you were afraid to even ask a second question? 
Yes, sir. Uh, it hasn't happened to me at the grocery store, but at fast food places, like one day at a, at a Jack in the Box, uh, this cashier, the cashier w- woman was like arguing with one of the workers in the back while she was like ringing me up, you know, t- t- taking my order and yelling. And I'm like, what is wrong with this lady? You know, like it just makes it uncomfortable. Like I didn't want to be there, you know, like right. something, there's a, there's a devil here, you know, I got to get out of here as soon as possible, you know? <laughs> I mean, like how it's, can someone just like, well, just, why did like, you feel uncomfortable about it? Well, because no, who's going to be comfortable with a woman yell with two women arguing in the, at a, at a fast food place, you know, you want to eat your food in peace, right? You know? But why would that bother you, though? Well, I mean, it's obnoxious, you know, like, you don't want to hear all that yelling, like, you just want to be at peace, you know? <laughs> like, how, how can you I know, but not listen to them yell, you know? Right, you can listen to them yell, but why would you personally be bothered by it? Well, I don't care about why they were fighting, I just but don't want to hear it. It makes you afraid, though, you want to get out of there. It's Because uh, it's uncomfortable, you know? Why was it uncomfortable? Because it you can't be at peace when you have, like, wrath all around you, you know? Why not? Well, I mean, unless you just put some earmuffs on or something, or, <laughs> you know, yeah. Just, you know, so I'd rather just take, you know, I, want, I just wanted to take my food to go and just get out of there, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, That's the, play, the place was dirty, too. Like, all the workers weren't doing their job, you know, so... <laughs> It's right. like unset and it's so you order food at a dirty restaurant. I mean, hey, all the all the fast food places That's are insane. dirty. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you just don't see it, you know. All right, okay. Um, how many of you? And you can be honest, all right. It's just fellowship. We all go through the same thing. How many of you are afraid of other people? Yeah, I will be honest. Huh? <laughs> In any form or fashion, how many of you are afraid of other people? Thank you. Thanks. Uh, why are you afraid of other people? And give me an example if you can, if not too personal. Oh, okay. I have a neighbor of mine who uh, I kind of took advantage of uh, some living spaces in the garage and uh, so that person reacted to me, uh, you know, taking over their place. And so uh, so I've kind of made an enemy out of them, and I don't like them. And, uh, and uh, so I noticed that uh, every time I see that person, I have to kind of keep an eye on them and watch them. And, you know, <laughs> oh, there they go. There's that person right there that I don't like. <laughs> I oh, hate that person. What a mess, huh? And... Uh, <laughs> So I, I have... Uh, That's insanity. I've, I've made an enemy out of my neighbor. And so now I have to keep my guards up all the time. And, uh, and, uh, Can you see yourself walking out your home, looking around, see yeah. your neighbor around somewhere? And so now, now when, I, when I see that person, I notice my, my other neighbor handed, handled being around that person different. I said, wow, what is that thing inside of me that, that's... And so it's, uh, you know, it's fear. And so uh, it, to my great shame and embarrassment, you know, I'm making it public now, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, so that's, it's fear. And, okay. and, you know, I'm a man, and so I should be able to deal with it because my neighbor dealt with it okay. He was up front, and he's strong and everything, and <laughs> I'm, I'm being like a girl, <laughs> you know, so. Very good one. Did you think of that as insanity? 
Oh, that's total logic. No, that's... Before I started talking about it. No, it's, it's total insanity. Did you think of it as, like, this is insane what I'm doing. You know, when you're caught up in it, so I'm in it and doing it, and it's, uh, you don't think about it. It's just like, okay, the car is, my car needs to be washed, and you don't even think about it. Well, you know, if you park the car in the garage, you wouldn't have to worry about that. I, I don't think about the insanity. I just, it's just a situation, and it's been going on for years. Why? This is, oh, okay. Uh, this is a useless emotion and a useless feeling. So you've been, been afraid of her for years? <clears throat> yeah. Whoa. I've been she enemies. She's got him on the run. I bet she doesn't even know it. I have, <laughs> I've had, en- I've been enemies. She probably doesn't even remember it. Oh, they remember. She remember? Yeah. You oh, got yeah. roll eyes at each other? What's that? Well, you, how do you know she remember? Uh... They called me up about a month ago. Hey, I know we're not, uh, I don't want to be enemies and I don't want to be this. She called you up and said that? Yeah. So she's a better person than you. And you still afraid. More of a man, huh? Yeah, my shame. Interesting, huh? Yes, sir. Uh, what was the question? You're afraid, you raise your hand that you're afraid of other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I say other people, your boss, your parents, your neighbor, your coworker, or anything. Do you like when they're around? You feel fear, feel like you gotta go back to your desk or anything like that. Okay. Um, so I suppose just recently, uh, like my family had like a Fourth of July thing, and I skipped out on it, just like faking like I was sick or something. Right. Speak up a little bit. Faking that I was sick, so I don't have to go to my family's Fourth of July party. Um, <laughs> Why did you fake it rather than just say, I'm not coming? I just didn't want to, I just wanted to do my own thing, I suppose. And but I didn't why do like, you just say that? I didn't want to, like, let anybody down. I know, like, people want to, like, like, see me or, like, I don't know, like, where's Marcus, you know? You so, think they want to see you so badly and you had to fake it? <laughs> I don't think they care, really. But if don't. I don't show up and then it's like a... What happened? Are you okay? People always checking on me and this, that, and the other. And I just don't want to. And so did you question that at all? Why, why can't I just say I'm not coming? You don't even need an excuse as to why you're not coming. Yeah. Just, no, I'm not coming. Yeah, sometimes I wish. I did you question that? Uh, I, I guess I question myself all the time, yeah. But did you question that when you couldn't say to them, I'm not coming? Mm, in the moment. I guess I did. In the moment, yeah, I did. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I avoiding them? Why am I, like, why do I care, really? Right. You know? And what you come up with? I don't know. Uh, I you don't say, know. I don't know? No, I don't know. You know that's insane, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, yeah. <laughs> no. No, no. We're insane don't even know it. In all kind of ways because we justify it. The little way doesn't seem so important. But if you don't overcome the little things, how would you ever overcome the big things? You know what I mean? Uh, yes, ma'am. You had your hand, right? And, and who are you afraid of? My sister. You're afraid of her? Yeah. And how do you know you're afraid of her? I'll make decisions to avoid be- being around her or seeing her. Wow. And why not just tell her, I don't want to be around you? Because she's mean. She's mean? <laughs> yeah. And you can't handle her meanness? I think it, it's not that I can't handle it. It's that I still get 
uh, emotional because of the things that she says. Because we're siblings, she, you know, has been around me her whole life, and she knows exactly what to say to, like, really dig, to be hurtful. And so what do you do about it now? Avoid her. <laughs> you avoid her. Um, how would you get better if you don't face it? I won't. Okay. But I just haven't been... I haven't realized it, honestly, um, until recently. But she doesn't live in the same city as I do either, so it's like I don't really see her regularly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Anybody else you're afraid of? You, like, run from situations or whatever? I don't know if I'm afraid. I just don't... I, I don't know if I'm afraid of people, but I just, in general, like, don't like most people. <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth. Like, it's hard for me to be around a lot of people because I just don't subscribe to the society views of a lot of things. So I just feel like an outsider a lot. And so I just avoid it. I just avoid being around people. How do you feel when you're around a lot of people? It can be overwhelming. Oh, okay. um, and what it, does overwhelming feel like? It's like height, like being on edge or like heightened um, emotions, like almost like yeah, I have to be protective of myself because I don't like to let people in because I just we don't agree. And so I don't want to even like go there. Kind of like what Hassan was saying about like the abortion thing, you know, like, oh, I believe this way or, and they believe that way. So I just rather avoid it altogether. Amazing. Um, I wouldn't argue with people about abortion, but I wouldn't run from it. Totally. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to get better until you can, and I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. I want to talk to them. Did you ever think of that as insanity? Wow, I'm insane. Look at me running. No, I never connected the dots, but I definitely know that like my thoughts make me, or I feel insane with my thoughts a lot yeah. of times. And just um, this past weekend, I was supposed to go visit my family, and I chose not to because I just didn't want to be around my, my sister. But oh. that's insane. Yeah. You know. And then they ask you, were you coming? Yeah. And what did you say? I just said, no, I, I'm not coming. I don't, I just don't want to come. I don't oh, feel okay. well. Yes. <laughs> you said she was sick. Oh, yeah, you said I, you were sick? Yeah. Well, but, but I like, um, like, I just couldn't, yeah, like, I just couldn't do it. I don't know. So not only could you not go around her, them, but you couldn't say, no, I'm not coming. You had to lie. Yeah. What made you lie? And I how guess that- just uh, fear of not being able to be honest. Like, I don't want to come. I don't want to see you. That's mean. <laughs> uh, which is better, to be mean or to lie? I, don't, I guess it's better to be mean. You shouldn't lie. But why would you consider that mean just to say, no, I'm not coming? Because I'm afraid of the opinion that they have of me, I guess. And why? I don't know. This is why you got to get to know yourself. It's all insane. Yeah, I mean, it feels insane. It felt insane leading up to it, like thinking about it over and over, like, I don't want to go. I don't know how to tell them. What do I say? How do I say it? Like, that's insane. It was not great. (laughs) (laughs) What a mess. Did you know you were this insane? I mean, I'm a woman, so yeah. (laughs) But men are insane like this, too. Yeah, Unfortunately. I think more and more coming to church regularly and 
absorbing the message, I realized more and more like how I didn't know myself and like how insane I have been. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Did I see more hands about this? Oh, okay. I thought, did I see it? I didn't see it. Okay. Right here. Oh, I saw her hand first. And then I'll come back to you. Yes. I just wanted to say Let that me ask, does it help have... discussing this, fellowshipping about it? Yeah. It's just like helping? Okay. Because if I'm not helping, it's a waste of time. Okay. Yeah, I know. The whole world is the same. I want you to know there's not one person on earth that is not going through these same things. Really, not one. That's why we all must be born again. And there is not, situation may be a little different, but the spirit, it's the same spirit. They have the same fears. They may try to cover it up, but it's the same thing with every human being on earth. Not one. That's why God sent his son that we all may be saved from this. And he said all. He didn't say some, right? So every human, the ones that you're afraid of, they are afraid too. The clerk at the grocery store, she's as nervous as you are. She want to run out of the store too, but she has to work. <laughs> yes. I was just saying I have like a lot of sisters and everyone says I'm so Speak mean. up a little bit. Oh, I was just saying that I have a lot of sisters, right? And that's what everyone says about me, that I'm so mean. And I don't know what that means, you know? So, like, my little, my little sister, um, she didn't want to be around me for, a, like, a while, right? And then she would tell me, like, obviously say it emotional. You, I wouldn't recommend saying it all emotional and making it a big old thing, like, exploding on me, right? But then I will think about it, and then it's a little hard not to be mean, you know? It's not like I do it on purpose. And not, I'm not like, oh, I want to be so mean to her. Like, you know, I'm just like, so, and then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to be nice and little by little, and then now we're cool, you know, she's just like, I just realized, you know, maybe chill on the fat jokes, those are my favorite, I'm sorry, but I would chill, <laughs> <So she thought, laughs> and that, now she, we're good. She thought that you were mean? She would say, you're really mean, I don't like being around you, you don't make me feel good, blah, blah, and I could just, I could be church and be like, that's your ego, blah, blah, blah. but I'm not going to do that either, I'm just like, okay, noted, now I know that's something I need to work on, I didn't know I was that mean to the point where you didn't even want to be around me, I don't want to be like that. So that's what I really like, that, like, no one has control about it. Like, no one want like, that. you know that one annoying person in the room? Sorry if that's me, but they, they like, no one wants to be that person, you know, not even that person. I hope it's so not me now, and whoever it and is. And so now you're being, you're nice to her. And, and I'm not got, nicer to her. I just don't say any fat jokes. You know what? Say any fat jokes. Oh, you don't say fat jokes. Is she fat or something? I plead the fifth. No. <laughs> And so, like, were you being mean? Oh, when you were saying fat jokes, did you know you were being mean? No. And so why did you change then if you didn't think you were being mean? I wouldn't say I changed, but... You said you're being nice now. I'm not saying I'm being nice. I'm saying it naturally happened. We live together, so it naturally happened where we just are in the kitchen and we are just talking about something and it's just chill, you know? And I don't, it's not that I have a, I'm fighting this urge to say a fat joke. It's just not there. <laughs> she just communicated with me and I understand that I have a lot of sisters and they're all so sensitive all the time, you know? So I'm just like, okay, I mean, it doesn't really affect me. But how is that helping them now that you've changed? 
from or I guess I, how she said like they know how to get under your skin I just chill turned it down a little bit and then when she's over to overcome it maybe I could go back to saying the more <laughs> better okay. jokes when she gets because I just told her I realized she doesn't have a sense of humor yeah. and that's okay oh, okay interesting did she have your hair okay go ahead yeah oh okay I was just going to, you asked if anybody was like afraid of other people. Other people. Yeah. And I'm not anymore, but I remember when um, the mask mandate first started and I, when it first, first started and I thought it was so stupid and I didn't want to wear a mask, but I went into my imagination and I started thinking if I, I was, I was afraid of like everybody else because I seen everybody else wearing a mask. And I started thinking, oh, if I go into this store without a mask, the police are going to come get me. I'm going to be screaming. And everything. I was like totally in my imagination about it. So I was just going to say that I think that it boils down to believing the thoughts and the imagination that prevents you from doing the things that you think may be mean or something, like telling the truth. But, yeah. That so was, you're not afraid of people anymore? No, no I, got, I got, I know. I got over it because I started, I was really thinking like, why do I feel like I would literally have the mask in my hand, get ready to get out of the car and go into the store. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? Like, this is my face. Like I have the right to not put something, cover my ability to breathe. Like, so eventually I just stopped. I stopped wearing the mask oh, okay. or, and, or I would wear it under my chin and then see what would happen. <laughs> and then nobody would say anything. And I, I just like stopped wearing it all together. And the police didn't come get me. They, I didn't have to leave the store screaming and hollering. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> nice. I remember uh, I went to the bank one day when it was all about the mask thing and I didn't have a mask on. And they're like, you can't come in here without a mask. And uh, I said, but I don't have one. They're like, you can't come in. I don't have one. And so I took my shirt off. And I put it <laughs> And I didn't have one undershirt or anything, right? They're like, you can't come in here like that either. <laughs> I said, well, at least it's a mask. <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> It was so funny. No. Uh, What's? Yes. Um, Are you afraid of people? No. No one. No. But I used to be, or I thought I was. But what I think it really was was I wasn't afraid of the person. I was afraid of the response. Their response. Yeah, I was more. And why were you afraid of their response? Because I was in my head, like Rochelle was saying. I was in my head thinking all of these things. I I remember the very first time. I, I think it was in high school. Shamefully enough, but I. Was I had never ordered pizza before over the phone, and I was so in my head about calling somebody and to order pizza. Yeah. I remember I called this line, and I was in tears trying to order pepperoni pizza because I was <laughs> so afraid of what the person was going to... like. I was so in my head, I thought the person was going to think this thing, that thing. I wasn't afraid of the other person on the other side of the phone. I was right. afraid of the response to me. Amazing. So it's just all a lie. Isn't it all insane when you think about it now? Just discussing it, you're like looking at it closely. I want to encourage you to get to know yourself because you're going to see this is insane. And you're going to know that it's insane. And, and, and I'll get to the rest later, but 
That's insanity. We're insane and don't know it. Crazy. Everybody crazy. Isn't that amazing? And when we go to the psychologist or the counselor, they'll put a name on that and say, oh, you have HDD or you have STD or all the D's, right? And then they will, uh, they will uh, offer you some medication for the, that. And then so now they'll make money on you because they put a title on it. You got to stop putting titles on things. Don't put a title on anything. Stop putting titles on because the experts are ripping you off. They have no idea what they're talking about. They just have a degree. And so, and that's why they're drugging up everybody. People walk around high and out of it because they're not dealing with these spiritual things that are going on in the mind. Not at all. And so you got to take control of your own life. You got to be your own person, get to know your own self. Really. Did you have your hair? Okay. Right here. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like I can be really honest with some of my friends. Like, no problem. I'm not, like, offend. Like, I know that they're not. Like, if they're offended, they'll get over it, you know? So I feel like that's, like, real love. But then, like, other friends, I feel like I'm, like, tiptoeing around. And then I'm like, wow, do I, like, not even love this person? That I can't just be like, hello, you know? But remember you say so- if you... L- don't love one, you don't love any. Right. So now I'm like, dang, do I even really love my real friends? You know what I mean? And what do you think the answer is? I suppose no. No, you don't. And is fear of... And so you don't even love the ones that you don't have to do that with. Right. You don't love them either. Is fear of a person like no love? Yes. Because yes. I didn't... Yeah. Like, Every human being that has anger has fear. There's not one that don't have it. Not one. Just notice, we all going through the same thing. It's just that some people are working on it, on themselves, and most people are not. That's the only difference. They're just going crazy with everything. And so if you're working on yourself, you're fortunate that you're working on yourself. But most people are not. Yes, sir? Um, I was thinking, I don't think I have fear, but I was thinking about this incident that happened today when I went to the grocery market to pick up stuff. I asked the lady to put one of the items in the bag and stuff, and she goes, well, you can package yourself, right? And I was like looking at her like, what is all that all about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I was thinking, like, no, I'm not questioning your bagging abilities. I'm just simply asking you to put this in the bag. And afterwards, I got ready to go, like, what a witch, you know what I mean? <laughs> And did you feel anything at the time that that was happening? Anything. I just thought, what a witch, and I said that I left. You know? Oh, okay. Amazing. So I have one other question, I think, about this. Um, I wrote it down so I can remember. Oh. You and your insanity, how many are there of you? How many are there of you? You and your insanity. Did you have your hand? Yeah. How many are there of you? I wanted to say one thing before I, I'll answer it right now, but uh, you mentioned that like people have, anyone with um, fear has anger. Uh, and listening to everyone's answers to all the questions so far, um, I think it's interesting we all talk about anger here. 
because that's a big part of your message. But anger is like kind of the physical manifestation of all the other things that you have to look out for, right? Uh, doubt or worry if they're going to take you away without wearing the mask or fear of your friends. And you always mention that fear, worry, doubt. But it's interesting that it manifests as anger. So we always look at it as like, I don't have anger, but I still have fear. I still have doubt. I still have worry. And it's like, if you could start addressing those things or seeing those things, you might be able to, you know, get, cut off the root cause of what brings the anger. But to answer your question, and, and I tend to ramble, so if you want to ask it directly, I'll make sure I answer it directly. Thank um, you. <laughs> but you had just said that, and then you moved on to the question that I was going right. to I wanted to. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So you and your insanity, how many are, are there of you? Uh, at this point, I don't think there's any other. I don't even know if like I, uh, I don't even know if I move through the world as myself anymore. But when I was insane, when I was angry, when I was in doubt, there were endless amounts. I wanted to present myself as this perfect person to everyone, to get everyone to like me, and it was all false identities. Whether it was the person at the cashier or my best friend, as long as they knew that I was the person that they were supposed to like me, and I was so that. How, how many were there? Are you? Were there? Uh, were there before? I don't know. I couldn't count. Not, oh, enough, okay. not enough calculators in the world to count how many there were when I was insane. But now, I wouldn't say any. Zero. Okay. Not even myself. Amazing. Um, how many are there of you and your insanity? Yeah, I mean, when you identify with it, it's unlimited. It's, like you said, it's... it's Hits to you know down to hell. So there are uh, unlimited number of you. No, now there's none. Nine. None. Oh, none. Okay. But before it was yeah bottomless pit. Okay. Wow, we run out of time so fast. Yes, sir. He kind of just said what I was going to say. Yeah, it's as many as you identify with. I'm sorry. It's as many as you identify with. Oh, okay. As far as you know, your life goes. You know, you could be, you know, an alcoholic, uh, whatever, a weed smoker, whatever, or you could present yourself as a particular identity to this person and then to that person, somebody else, and it just carries on and then it's total chaos. So basically what he's saying. Okay. Interesting. Um, is this helping? How is it helping you? I think it just shines more light on to... This thing that we call ego, like I said last week, it's much bigger than yeah. I had ever imagined. I know, huh? It's a mess. <laughs> it's, it's shining a light on it, and it's exposing okay. the enemy. Nice. Is this, yes. Is this conversation, did you have your hand? I did. Yeah, okay. 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 Do you want to go? Hey, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. I got um, this. I think you saying it before, like everyone's going through the same thing. And when I was listening to you about your sister and uh, about the judgment and like worrying about what people think of you and like it, it is crazy because who cares? That's right. And, you know, you come here alone, you leave here alone and you just have to make sure that you are being a good person and that you are being aware of of your surroundings and know that like everyone's struggle. Everyone is on the struggle bus right now. Everybody. And, and not everyone is at you or coming at you right. or care about you. They're all, they're going through their own, shh, you know, yeah. and so um, <laughs> it's just, you know, if we just keep 
pushing along yeah. and just seeing what is really in front of you, what's really real. Um, that's all, all you can really do. Yeah. It is crazy. It's insane. It's insane. It is. It's, it's like the whole world is mad. Yeah. It's insane. But it's interesting. Yeah. The way it's, but being <laughs> you, aware is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, you know, God is so beautiful. He's really trying to tell you, show you. You just have to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, sir. I think insanity is, for me, it's uh, dealing with office politics at work. Uh, I mean, everybody has office politics at work, but sometimes you drop your guard down when you shouldn't be dropping your guard down. And then you, you like my coworker, Satanic Sabina, she's just like, <laughs> just an evil 39-year-old woman. And... Uh, I just dropped my guard one time, and then uh, I got in trouble with the boss again for something I said. So your mouth can be the biggest enemy at work. So uh, the last couple days, I'm just like, okay, I got in trouble on Thursday with the boss because I said something to my coworker. I was like, okay. I was like, why did I drop my guard down? I know she's satanic, and she's proven it over the last (laughs) two years. I was like, why am I so stupid? Just like dropping your guard down. I've dropped my guard so many times around this lady. And you, you were know, talking she's, to yourself like that? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah she, she's absolutely evil. But so, which, which one is worse, evil her or evil you talking to yourself like that? It's, insanity is keeping do, doing the same thing over and over again. And I keep doing it over and over again. How did you but, drop your guards when you say you dropped your guards? I dropped my guard by saying something to her. When I shouldn't be talking to her at work at all, I should just uh, be doing my job and just ignoring her. Right. Right. But she just come, comes in and confides in me, and I'm going, goodness. I goes, why don't you just talk to your husband? Don't talk to me at work. You know what I mean? You know that's the purpose of your husband. You know, it's like you know, it's like God, I hate this lady. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but I, I, I realized. What a mess. I, oh, it is. I mean, it's office politics. And I'm going, I make good money at work. So I'm going, and then I goes, oh, my bosses think that she's walks on water, right? Because she just, she's a snitch. I, I say something to her, her. She goes directly to the boss. And the boss goes, oh, I hear you've been saying this. And goes, Interesting. I told Satanic Sabina that, and now the boss is telling me this. All right, you know, so it's like insanity is doing stupid things again and again and again. And I keep doing this with Sabina, and I'm going, God, I hate this one. And I'm going, and I almost hate myself more because I trust her. You know, so anyway, I, I have stopped talking because your mouth is the biggest enemy at work. And if you sometimes, if you shut up, you can get in a lot less trouble. So you're a master of what you don't say and a slave to what you do say. Amazing. Uh, interesting. That's insane. <laughs> yes. So on that note of office politics, I have a, basically the boss that trains me for what I do. Some days he is having a good day and some days he's He'll explode about anything. Like, I don't know, something's going on in his home life. And I'll be so afraid on, on those days that I'll sit there for hours trying to figure out how to do something instead of just going up to him and asking. 
because right. I know he's going to give me hell the moment I approach him. He's like, why didn't you already know this? Why, you know, it's, it's like I have to walk into that mess, and I have to, otherwise I just have to figure it out on my own. And how do you feel about that? I never really thought about how afraid I could be of that guy until you asked this question, you know. Yeah. But um, at, on one hand, it's like I, you know, I should just go ask the questions I need to ask. And then, but on the other hand, it's like I really am just like walking into a knife every time I do it, you know. But why do you call it that? Because it's like, like I know what's going to happen, and then it happens every time. But why not? Don't put a name on it. And when you go into the office, if he's acting that way, and you can see that you're insane feeling this way about it, because it's him, it has nothing to do with you, and you need to ask him about work, why not just go over to him, ask him about the work, and you're going to be shaking in your boots, he doesn't know it, but don't overreact, so, so you can overcome that. I mean, that's what I do, but especially if I know, like, I should have known something, yeah. and I know I'm really going to get hell, it's like... <laughs> Speak up a little bit. And then in those cases, is that's when I basically have to admit to him that I wasn't paying attention at some point. Well, just say yeah. I, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And just let him act out. And you watch just uh, being afraid of him acting out. Yeah. Because that's not you that is afraid of him. You have identified with that. Right. You know that what I mean? Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's a perfect opportunity for you to see what's going on with you. Because he's feeling the same thing you're feeling. Maybe his, his incident happened at home or on the way to work or at work, but he's just overreacting to his imagination as well. That's right. How many are you, with you and your insanity, how many are you, there are you, of how many are there of you? There's one of me for everybody I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I remember when I first started Bond, and I didn't know anyone at the time, right? And I was reflecting on this over the week, and I didn't know anyone. And I would go and have a meeting, and a bunch of people there, and right at the end of the meeting, Satan would tell me, "Oh, you sound awful. That didn't make any sense." Um, nobody coming back. They all hate you. You, you country, you know, you're uneducated. It doesn't make sense anyway. And I would believe it because I had no sense. And I would have fear all in my body. And I would like rush out of the meeting, jump in my car, and try to get out of the parking lot before anyone get into, you know, so I leave in the building. And if someone was in the, build, in the parking lot, I could hardly look at them because, because I didn't know that that was insanity. I thought all those voices were my voices. I thought I was telling myself that, right? And so, but and I would say, I'm not going back. I'm done. That's it. I'm not going back. And Sunday would come again so fast. I'm like, oh, Sunday's here again. <laughs> and so I would have to go, have to, I had to go back. And I just faced it and faced it and faced it. And for whatever reason, after why, that thing left, that voice left. It brought up other voices about things, but that passed because, and I realized it left because 
I had to go through it anyway. And so I learned from that 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 really wasn't me because I would have never told myself that to bring on that kind of pain for myself, right? And um, I've come to realize recently that there's only one, my me and my pains or whatever, my uh, insanity is one. And what has happened is I had merged, when, when I was young, I became angry, I became one with insanity. But I'm not the insane. I just identify with it and I became one with it. And insanity is the nature, the state of the devil, right? And so I identified with the devil, not knowing I had identified with the devil. And then when you identify with the devil, he got all kind of little demons working for him that bring on all kinds of ideas and fears and uh, reactions and things. They work, you know, there's a demon called loneliness. There's a demon called fear. There's a demon called anxiety. There's a demon called anger, whatever, right? And I didn't know that I'm just one person. I'm just me, not understanding who I was, but I didn't know, I'm just me, identify with all these demons. Uh, and so you and your insanity are one. And all you've done is identify with the insanity, the real you. You stop, when we were traumatized, we stopped identifying with God 99.99999% of people don't know who God is at all, including me. I'm just discovered as I overcome these identities. And, and God is nothing like you think that he is. It's all intellectual. When I was asking some of you, well, how do you, you were saying what God is like, that's just intellectual talk. You have no idea. Because you can't be uh, these other identity, insanities, and no God. But the intellect, which is of the devil, will make you say you know God. But when you're alone, you're lonely. When you're around people, you're afraid still. You, try, you worry about your, uh, your, uh, what people are going to think about you or saying about you. But you say, oh, I know God. I know that this is what it's like. No, you don't know. The intellect is of the devil, too, and the intellect talks to you, and you think that it's God talking to you. It's really not God. It's the devil. Because when you know God, you're going to start overcoming all those things. And you will see that it's God who's causing, causing you to overcome, but you won't put a name to it. You will not name it. The world names it. But God said, don't name anything. Don't put an identity to it at all. He just is. He's the light, right? He just is. And so I want you to watch that too, because you can easily say you believe in God, you can quote the scripture, but you don't notice that when you're by yourself, you're lonely, or you're afraid, or you have a little anxiety, or you Blah, 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 right? But, but So notice when, when Satan tried to get you to say you know God. God never tell you to say, I know God. That's the devil telling you. It's like the Bible thumpers. 
the Bible talks about a quote the Bible, they mean and scared and worry and jealousy and envies and strife and all kind of stuff, right? But they'll say they know God because they can quote the Bible and the devil be quoting the Bible in their minds. And so likewise with this that we're doing, because you do the silent prayer and you hear me say, be aware, be aware, all that is true. But until, don't just start claiming like you know God. That's a setup. That's coming from the intellect. It's not coming from God. But what I can tell you as a witness, that you stay with it and don't be afraid to be your own person. Don't be afraid to stand alone. And stand alone means, it doesn't mean don't hang out with one another time, don't barbecue together and all that. It just means do not get a sense of identity from it. And so if the whole world turns against you, if you're willing to stand alone, just let that happen, you will see that God is with you, and, but you don't have to put a name to it. Really, you won't put a name to it. What God does, he's, I, he destroys all identities. Anything you think you know about him, anything you think you've learned about him or about yourself, he would do that. He'll take it away and he'll leave you empty, but you would just know, you would start, you would start to know him. It wouldn't be intellectual. That makes sense a little bit? Um, and so stay with the, stay, you know, with the silent prayer. I love it when you say you went up to the mountain, whatever you did, and just had that time alone. Have that time alone. Make time to be alone. And you'll see how the devil talk to you. He'll make you feel like you're by yourself. He'll make you feel lonely. But you'll see it. And a little bit of light is bringing you out of it. And you want more light. And it's bringing you out of it. But it's, it's, it's getting rid of all your insanities. This false happiness. This unhappiness. Whatever it is you're going through. Worry about the lady at work. All that would disappear. But you got to have no ideas about it. And we've been set up to believe ideas about things. We got to stop naming and claiming things. Because we're not what the devil has told us that we are. It's what the world tells you that you are. That's not who you are at all. And you have this light in you that will rise, bring you out of this darkness that you're living in. But you got to stop identifying with it. Stop defending that. <laughs> And you will see that you, and this insanity, is not you. And all those spirits are not you. The craziness, insanity things that work through your mind and body, not you. And don't try to make yourself not identify. The light will cause you not to identify with it. The awareness is the light of God, and it changes everything. Do not, do not, and then I'll take your hand, do not, do not put forth one effort to protect the not you at all. And the, and the children of the world will go crazy. Because they're already crazy too. They're insane too. And insanity love to hurt insanity. It needs to hurt it. It needs to hurt it to stay alive. You are not your insanity. And insanity is not you. The stuff you feel is not you. Facing your sister, for an example, next time the opportunity comes, you don't have to make it happen. It'll come on its own. Just say, hey, I'm not coming. And you feel the fear and everything. Just watch it. 
And that little seeing that, seeing it is what's changing it. It really, really is changing. God is the spirit of battle, and, and there's nothing we can do but see. And you're going to see these things are not you. You get in, people get married thinking that, oh, I have a wife. She's cooking and cleaning for me. I feel important. You ain't nothing. That's a false feeling. Why get married? Oh, he got some money, so he's going to take care of me. So now I feel safe. That ain't going to save you. It's not, you're still going to have the same insanity. So you and the insanity are not the same. You're not, stop claiming it. Let other people call it what they want. They can claim all their mess, but that's not who they are. Don't claim anything. Don't put a title to it. That makes sense? Okay. Yes, sir. Two things. Um, I love what you shared about having that fear in the parking lot because yeah. I had a false identity that I thought about you that you were just made for this and you never have fear about doing what you do. So, really? Yeah, absolutely. See, that's what they did to mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and everybody. Mm-hmm. They assumed things in their own mind about him. Yeah. And he kept saying, I'm just a son. The father sent me. I got to deal with this stuff too. But he was prepared to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody... Every human being, every preacher, every professional, every PhD, bishop, brother, sister, they all have to deal with this. How would I know about it if I didn't have to deal with it? Right. How yeah. would I know this? How would I know how tough it is, how painful it is Yeah. if I didn't have to deal with it? That was the ego giving me that information. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really was. And that's why you got to pay attention. Oh, Jesse don't have to deal with these things. That's why I wish I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's why I said separate the man from the the talk, the words. Because it's God working through me to tell you this, why he's working on me. I wouldn't know about this fear if I didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And the second thing is, um, is it true that when we identify with these, these, these ego personas and things like that, we're worshiping? You're worshiping the devil. When you identify with fear, when you identify with, I don't want to lose my uh, uh, reputation, you ain't got no reputation. You'd be surprised what people really think about you. If your ego got you thinking, oh, I'm something else, I have a nice reputation. (laughs) You would be surprised you ain't got no reputation. It's all ego. Reputation is made up. It's nothing but ego. Uh, to think wonderful of yourself is worshiping the devil. To think negatively of yourself is worshiping the devil. To have any opinion about yourself or anyone else is worshiping the devil. It's worshiping the devil. There was, I was talking to someone Friday, and, and he said that, Jesse, I watched the re, uh, Revolver twice, and when I watched it the second time, I saw it really how deep it is. And I realized that I can never hate anyone anymore. I can't judge anyone because, and, and this person used to always judge and react and overreact and judge, right? And I was, I was glad to hear him say that because I never imagined, I, you know, you never know. But he said that I realized I ain't no, I'm no good myself. There's nothing good in me. And I see now that the people, they have the same problems I have. And so because of that, I can never judge again. And that's what's going to happen. 
Once you see, you can never judge. Not even your enemy, you cannot judge. So just know you are not this insanity, all right? You and this insanity are one, but it's not you. That makes sense? You are not your insanity. You're not the craziness. That makes sense? Yeah. All right. Anybody that disagree with that or don't quite understand it? Yes. And stop talking to the devil like you having all this conversation about that woman. Stop having a conversation with the devil. You're worshiping the devil. It's enough to see, wow, I should not have a talk to that lady about this. And just see it, and that's it. It'll change. Do not have a conversation with the devil. Yes. Why doesn't she just say to her sister, I don't like you. I don't want to hang out. Wouldn't that be real love? No. Because it's her issue, right? The meanness, and that's like on her. Right. Mm. But I only want to deal with the part where she could not say, well, I'm not coming. Yeah. Um, she had lied and said, I'm sick, right? She didn't have to lie about that. Yeah. Just, uh, and even if you feel afraid when you said, I'm not coming, you might tremble a little bit. Let yourself tremble. It's just the devil wanting you to lie and you didn't lie. That makes sense? Right. Okay, any questions about that? Was that helpful? <laughs> and so... I want, I'm, what I'm encouraging you to do is what I've been doing for 33 years, praying and watching. And the more I pray, the more I watch, the more I discover the real me as opposed to the not me. So stay with the prayer no matter what happened. Stay with it, stay with it. And when situations occur and Satan's trying to make you go crazy about it, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, this and he wants you to do something about it, don't do anything about it. Don't do what the devil tells you to do. He's setting you up. That's not from God. And it's not from you. Allow the ego to go through it, and it will die. And the ego doesn't want to die. If you're afraid to... Uh, someone told me the other day that they're afraid to go before the public and speak, right? And if you're afraid of that, but an opportunity come to speak... Shaking in your boot, go up and give a little talk. You know, face that. Because it's happening within you. Oh, one other thing is someone told me that uh, they are afraid to tell people the truth. And they asked me, are you ever afraid to tell people the truth? And I told them, well, sometimes I can see in my meetings, I can see people don't know that, you know, it's intellectual. They don't know what they're talking about. And you can just sit there and know that it's intellectual. And I don't say anything sometimes because I know that they want to. They're trying. And I don't want to. I don't want. Right. If I told them the truth, like, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> they wouldn't. They couldn't handle that. And I see a lot of people that couldn't handle that. And so I don't. I don't. I, I, you have to give them milk <laughs> until they're ready for the honey. Isn't there something in the Bible like that? Because they, they, it's not that they don't, they're growing, right? And, I, and, and he said, well, but you're supposed to tell people the truth. And the truth will make you free. I said, no, not like that. The truth about you, inside you, is what makes you free. But people think they're supposed to dump on other people to make them free. Isn't that dumb? That's insanity. 
God said the truth will make you free. What he meant is the truth inside of you will make you free about all this hell you're dealing with. It's not about telling everybody else the truth about them. It's the truth about you. that may, You don't go free when you tell everybody else the truth about themselves. Oh, I hear you a slut. <laughs> that ain't going to make you free. Nope. This is going to make your ego feel like your little slut in this is better. So the truth that make you free is about you inside of you with you. It's not the truth for telling other people. Calling call That makes sense? He's like, wow, that makes sense. I never thought of it that way. I thought I had to tell everybody about themselves. Isn't that deep? Isn't that, so the other way is insane. <laughs> but that's what the devil does. It's about you that's going to be free if you keep an eye on you. All right? Amazing. Did this help a little bit? Nice. And so separate the man from the message. I don't know why God used me for the message. He know better than me, right? So, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you this, and then we're close. A little light going to make you stronger than what you can imagine. Because once you have that little light, that thing going to fall away, and there's nothing to go back to. You cannot turn around when you truly get the light, because the light is destroying everything that has already in your mind and already happened. And so you will not be able to give up. You won't, because the light is destroying the darkness, and there is nothing to go back to. All right? Even when Satan tried to give you a memory of something that's happened, it won't mean a thing after a while, because now you're not identified with the darkness. Amazing. I hope that helped you all out there as well. Pay attention to yourself. Be willing to stand alone. And again, it doesn't mean if you want to hang out with people, you can hang out and go have some barbecue and ribs and collard greens and candy yams and all that. But you got to become an individual. This country was built on individuality. When I was growing up, they taught us to be an individual. You learn more. You're freer more. You're not in mess, all that stuff, because you are willing to stand alone. So through this death, uh, that not you deaf. You got to be willing to stay alone. Do the silent prayer and watch. That's all you need to do. And Satan makes you think that you need more, but you don't. Do you understand that? There's nothing you can do. Of myself, I can do nothing. And of myself, I know nothing. So you, you either stay in the dark hell that you're in or you pray and watch. And you'll be fine. All right. Thank you all. Thanks for your support. Um, what else? In the meetings, Nick? Okay, I have a new biblical question for this week, but I'm just not sure about it yet. We may have used it already. So I'll mention that tomorrow, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. Happy Fourth of July. Happy White History Month. And blah, blah, blah. Thank you all for coming and participating. Thank you. Um,